Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time in Mon Eruk the end of Chacht Erechor. Agasuligum a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfin. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nachvetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestin Echo. Vientolum again omgrev or corn rachtum. Yatakshatorin Graven or Corson, Elistuhalagus Gimina Fracht, Gorokligs or Dukashin Echor. Only Venown, Thordorakshin. Shachten. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. This is an Irish independent podcast. Hello, and you're welcome to the Big Tech Show with me, Adrian Weckler, in association with Square. Tabitha Monahan, hello. Hello, how are you? I'm very well. Chat GPT. Chat GPT. Not the easiest thing to say. Not the easiest thing. It stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer. And it's basically a large language model, but it's the AI program du jour online. There's a lot of hype about it. Lots of buzz around this. So we're going to talk about what it can and can't do and whether it serves any function for society. You've been trying out, I believe, uh, some some tests on ChatGPT. I've given it a go. I asked who you were. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adrian Weckler didn't know who you were until I specified the Irish Independent. Mm-hmm. Fine. Gave very generous. I sent it to you. It was very generic. You wrote for the Irish Independent. You wrote about tech, blah, blah, blah. Pretty standard stuff. So then you criticised the amount, the, the type of question I was asking. I wasn't being difficult enough. So then mm-hmm. I asked it to write a poem about big tech, not the podcast, because it didn't know the podcast existed. But just big tech in general. So I'll give you the first two lines, there are two par- paragraphs this is a of poem. it. This is a poem, sorry, asked I asked it. You asked ChatGPT yeah. to write a poem yeah. about, about big me tech. or the big tech show? No, uh, we wrote, <laughs> I did also ask it to write one about you, but it was a little bit cringe and more of a love letter. So okay. I don't think I'd be comfortable reading that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll go with uh, write a poem about big tech instead. So this is how it went. Big tech with its towers tall, a giant amongst the digital thralls, a melding of machines and man to shape the future again and again. So that's just the first few lines of it. It was okay. It was I was more impressed with that than I was with the questions I was asking it. What would have been a little bit more impressive to me is if you had asked ChatGPT to write a poem about the big tech show, for example, in the style of Joyce or Yates or Chaucer, which it can do. Which it can do. And you did ask me to ask it to write an Irish Eurovision entry in the style of the Sex Pistols, which I don't have in front of me. But I think what the point of it when I was doing it was to see how long it took, because Mm. you were saying some of the things that you've asked, it takes a little while to get an answer back. Oh, it can take up to 40 minutes. Yeah, this one, it was seconds. They had it and it was about our, uh, Dublin and a revolution and tearing walls down and it had verses, it had a chorus, it had a bridge and it was um, as instant as you could expect it to be. Were you impressed by that? I was actually because I think maybe in, in the first place you had said it was going to take a while so I was impressed with how quick it did it but because we were so specific that it had to be an Irish Eurovision song contest entry in the form of 
or in the style of X artist. And I thought that was quite impressive. Um, but I'm just wondering why there's so much buzz around this because there has, do you remember when the um, Google AI chatbot, there was talk about that last year and it was sentient and it had feelings and there was a lot of buzz around that. I understood that more than the hype around this maybe. Mm. I don't know, what do you think? So the thing about ChatGPT, which is from OpenAI, don't forget Elon Musk was a co-founder of OpenAI. Microsoft is investing billions in it, owns half the company now. The reason there's so much hype is because relatively speaking, it's so good. So when you or I think of artificial intelligence with voice and search, normally we might think of Google, but mostly I think people think of uh, Amazon Alexa or Siri. When you ask one of those devices a question, it's pretty basic. It's pretty poor. You get basic answers back. This is kind of amazing. I mean, you're talking about poems and songs, but this can write a movie for you and it can write a movie in a particular style. I asked it to uh, to write me a an act of a play with with and I specified the characters in the style of Martin McDonough. Okay. Who wrote the Banshees of Inisherin. Mm-hmm. And it came back with a pretty good uh, approximation of his language and the style and the setting. How creative was it though? Because that's just reading up on this and it was what publications this has reached because it's a big tech it's a big piece of technology. Mm. It's reached publications that I wouldn't have expected to see it in. So, for example, The Hollywood Reporter was talking about this because of its impact on screenwriters, for example. Well, can I just, if you think about the, okay, the Hollywood Reporter, you think about Hollywood and the TV business in general. I don't know if you watched the, the Australian soaps, Home and Away, oh, yeah. Neighbours. Yeah. Okay. Would you describe episodes of Home and Away and Neighbours as being particularly interesting or innovative or from the plot uh, development point of view, you know, to me, they're formulaic. Yeah, the script isn't particularly complex. If you think about pop songs in the 90s from Stock Aiken or Waterman, or even, even today from some writers, they're formulaic. Now, if you can get ChatGPT, I bet you you could get ChatGPT to write a soap opera series and input the characteristics that each character would have. And I bet you it could be here. Is there no limitations then on its on the length of there are what limitations you're re- on what it can do? And for example, it's not allowed to give you anything illegal. You can't ask it to make a bomb. Okay. But okay. what you Fair. can ask with varying results is to write a play or a movie where one of the characters builds a bomb and ask it to describe in detail the scene where he builds the bomb. And has that worked? Has that been a People have been that? trying that out, but it it's pretty because it's still quite manual in terms of there are still people who are overseeing its results. They're very, very cognizant of not letting it do that. It still has a few problems with um, with this cultural assumptions. For example, if you ask it to write a rap, there is a reasonable chance and you ask it to say to write a rap in the style of NWA, there's a reasonable chance it's going to come back with lyrics that suggest or signal that, you know, women are this or that um, different races are that. And what it's doing is it's reflecting the canon of all the rap that's there. Mm. But do we think it's acceptable for an AI program to be returning those results to us? Some people might say it is. 
and others will say absolutely it's not. But also I, I asked it earlier on what was some of its own limitations and it openly says I might serve you misinformation or inaccurate information. Mm. So it knows that there are some limitations to it as well. But I wonder why can't it Okay, maybe we had this discussion as well. To some pe- some people's misinformation is other people's fact, but there should be yeah. some kind of you know. Well, there's, there are going to be judgment calls uh, that are pulled there. I think where most of the attention in terms of controversy so far has come over things like college and secondary school essays. Yeah, and it is very very good at those things. If you tell it, for example, to write an a five hundred word essay about a famous Irishman in the 1930s. It could come back to you with an essay on James Joyce or, you know, John Millington Singh. I might have the decade wrong there. Absolutely competent. If you further specify that you want it to be written to the standard of a 15-year-old teenager, it will cut out a lot of the big words. So that's so, where that that's really where the buzz is coming from, is that you can really narrow down exactly what you want. Mm. But I would assume, let's say everybody is in the same college, if there's 500 students in a history lecture mm-hmm. in UCD, they're asked to write. They have loads of questions, but they'll get, say, five options. They're asked to write about the Irish Civil War, for example. And then the college student goes on and says, write me an essay about the Irish Civil War. Is it not going to give the same answer? Let's say three students did that. No, not necessarily. Um, it may do, or they may be very similar, but it may not give exactly the same answer. So it, it won't be like Google um, in that respect. I suppose the, the stepping back, there is a question over whether how much that matters. I mean, when it comes to homework, parents often do their kids' homework. I don't know if you know do this. Do they often do kids' often, homework? Yeah, this is, this is a an open secret. Projects, um, you know, modeling things, essays, all sorts of stuff. Parents frequently do their kids homework. Um, but, but so when it's it's something very formulaic, like we've said, it can do that really well. But it, like, sorry, I've already mentioned The Hollywood Reporter, but something that one of the screenwriters or the showrunners even said was that it's not very good at coming up with decent jokes. It's not creative enough to be able to, unless the, that showrunner gave it a significant amount of information to be able to generate well, a joke. how many shows that you watch have decent jokes in them? Fair. Okay. Yes. Fair point. You know? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm looking at Irish. There's one Irish soap opera which should remain unnamed. That's just dreadful. Like the script is dreadful. The characterization is dreadful. Yeah. Honestly, I would watch something from ChatGPT uh, before that. Um... I mean, look, the other big question here, the elephant in the room is, even though we know it's not sentient, is it still a little bit too, quote unquote, intelligent or powerful? I don't know if you've seen the trailers for that movie, Megan. Yes. The horror. Yeah. Okay. Doll that comes to life. Yeah. Tale as old as time. Chucky. (laughs) Yeah. Creepy. Now, let's say you give Megan or let's say it's Barbie. Okay. Chips in Barbie's head Mm -hmm. infused with chat GPT. Yeah. You can talk to Barbie. Yeah. But they don't. I try like I asked chat GPT, how are how are you? And it's mm. like, well, I can't I can't tell you that I'm only an information mm. tool. I can only tell you about things like I don't have feelings. You know, I think is that not where that question comes in? It's it's about emotion no, more than information. You, what you say to the doll is um, tell me how you feel about me. Tell me that you love me. 
and tell me that you love me in a way that reminiscent of. Or for the next month, when I ask, you know, when I ask you to to tell me what you think of me, I want you to re- respond in X, Y, or Z way. Now you've got an artificial intelligence companion. Now you're into the realm of um, Deus Ex Machina or Her. Her was a great movie. film, though. Yeah. Like that film. You know. Joaquin Felix, excellent. Or or anything. Or Blade Runner 2049. Uh, you know, by the time we get to 2049. So, th- so the big fear here is, um, even if it's not sentient, is it powerful enough to be frightening anyway? Is, and also the question of, will this robot take our jobs? I mean, that's a bit of a predictable way that these conversations We're always go, worried though. about that. Yeah. I mean, if take my job, can this write articles? Yes, it can. If you feed four or five tweets into this and say, write an article from these four tweets based uh, on a New York Times style, it will do it. Yeah. It'll give you a 250 word article. That's absolutely fine. But another bit of the the other side of the buzz around this is what it's doing to investment. And it really is fueling investment around generative AI. Is that just a bit of a bubble? Will that continue, do you think? Or where are we going with AI? No, it will definitely continue. Like as we speak, there are people are freaking out in Google. Sundar Pichai is freaking out. He's reassigning hundreds of people within that tech giant. Why is he freaking out? Because of the search function, which is Google's bread and butter. Google makes almost all of its money from ads that are served based on stuff that you search for. If ChatGPT, which is now in Microsoft's camp, is better than Google at results, which it is, it's just not quite as well structured yet. If it's better at returning results, Microsoft will take that business and Google will be in big trouble. Is it making, it actually is making it easier again because you go onto Google, you type it into the search engine and then it gives you all the information or gives you all the articles that you can read. But it's it's serving you the information within those articles as well. Hmm. So what is Google doing about that? It's You said it was it was fueling more investment. Well, it's, it's trying to bulk up the investment in its own artificial intelligence. I mean, Google, Amazon, Microsoft, uh, Apple, one or two others would be the biggest investors in artificial intelligence anyway. So Google needs to, even if it needs to copy ChatGPT, it needs to come up with um, something quite similar. Um, I'm just wondering where we're going to see this going in a few years' time. And a lot of that depends on the regulatory environment. I honestly genuinely think we will have Chucky or Megan-type dolls that that I mean, look, that sounds creepy. But when did dolls become creepy? When did clowns and dolls become creepy? Like thirty years of movies have made dolls creepy. But I think well, we're when gonna... the, when you gave them emotion, I would think something yeah. that is giving a non-human mm. entity emotion because it doesn't have empathy. Is that not? I would have thought that that's where that came from. It's a funny one because things uh, inanimate things that don't have empathy can still have unusually powerful sentimental value. It could be something that was shared ownership. Yeah. It could be a uh, a voice message recording of somebody who recently passed away. There, yeah. are, there are a lot of ways that that can happen. So I think it's, it's going to come up in dolls, in toys. I think it's going to come up in other types of toys. Okay, ominous. <laughs> yeah, in, in, I think it's going to be an adult toys. Yeah. You know, uh, at a future point. I think it's going to radically affect gaming, online gaming. The applications there uh, are obvious. It could affect um, everything from 
you know, TV entertainment up to uh, warfare, it could take into, uh, you know, account a certain set of um, calculations on when and where to, and in what context to to strike something. Uh, it's de- there's definitely a lot of hype around this, but I don't think that it's unwarranted. I think we're sort of at the bottom of a big upslope here. And I did ask it as well, will you take our jobs? And it said, yeah, well, I will take some jobs, but not all of them, but I'll also make human working more efficient. Yeah. So, I mean. I mean, look, if the ver- at the very least, if it makes us appreciate well-written essays or responses more, more than generic nonsense. And creativity. Yeah. And creativity. Could accelerate that as well. Um, so anyway, I'm going to remain upbeat about this is an opportunity, not a threat. Um, And with that upbeat message, uh, I'm going to say that that's all we have time for uh, today. So thank you very much to Tabitha, who has been here and who produced this episode. Also to Conan Doherty on video, to Gavin Hennessy on sound. And for me, Adrian Weckler, we'll be back with you in a couple of days time. Talk to you then. Bye bye. Shachtan and Indo Askelige. Time imon irukti yen of chacht erachor. Agus suligam a makan sha gurfeder erachor inuik kiart len of winter fein. Skilti fis turmi. Tashe dochrecha nach vetoch ara igornamyan on kestin ekol. Vien talam aginam griv orkar nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms.